fellow lighting nerds and friends, and welcome to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me once again. I'm always delighted to be here with you and talk to you every Tuesday. In case you didn't know, this podcast drops every Tuesday morning. Um, if you elect to become a Patreon supporter of The Light Files, um, which I talked about on last week's episode, but um, I'll mention again, there is a Patreon for The Light Files. Um, minimum commitment is $5 a month, so a, a whopping um, $60 a year for this content. Uh, you get early access to it as a Patreon supporter, and also you get um, access to additional episodes that I'll be recording um, maybe with a little more uh, inside information that I have that I don't promote on the regular podcast. Um, so if you're interested, I would sure appreciate it. And thank you so much for everyone who listens and supports the podcast, no matter um, whether you are a Patreon member or not. So last week's episode about uh, direct-to-consumer sales was certainly a very interesting one. I did get many inquiries on as to uh, the manufacturer that I was speaking about uh, regarding the direct-to-consumer sales. Um, I guess it wasn't as widely known as I thought, but um, so I did answer a lot of questions about that. If you do still want to know who I was referencing, um, just drop me a line and I will privately tell you um, off of the, uh, you know, offline, off the off the main podcast here. Um, but it's really interesting. I know... Um, Manufacturers are under a lot of pressure, too, from a lot of different sides. Some of the same pressures that we as their dis distributors have. You know, we we also deal with customers who think it's such a great deal to buy, you know, direct from a factory in China. Um, and that's undercutting manufacturer, manufacturers as well as showrooms and sales agents. So um, I get that there are a lot of pressures in the marketplace. Um, it does just raise a lot of questions for a showroom. Uh, do we, because there are so many manufacturers that we can choose to partner with in our industry, is it worth it to partner with one that sells direct to consumer? Um there are probably other industries that do sell direct to consumer of their goods or they sell through a showroom. Um, I suspect in those industries, the pricing is much more regulated and discounts are not nearly as prevalent as they are in the lighting industry. Um, so maybe if that's something we could work on, that would help. But anyway, just some more mood food for thought on that topic, but um, it definitely um, a hot button issue all around. So we will report back on that uh, as, you know, more news breaks. <laughs> I wanted to, um, sp well, the first light file I'm going to open this week is on spiffs. In the uh, Lighting Showroom Association, we had a really engaged conversation in the showroom only group about spiffs and their usefulness or not in a lighting showroom. Um, just a quick plug for the LSA. If you are a independent lighting showroom or involved in the independent lighting showroom, um, the LSA is 100% committed in action deeds and funds to growing and supporting the independent lighting showroom distribution channel. That's all we're focused on. We don't do any other big picture lighting industry stuff. It's, um, it dovetails pretty nicely with this 
with this podcast, um, things I talk about here are issues for the LSA. Um, and if you're a showroom member, you get access to this private group um, of only showrooms um, to talk about issues that are important to us as showroom owners that, you know, maybe we don't want to inadvertently offend a sales agent or a manufacturer. Um, so we have these conversations amongst ourselves and have some really great uh peer-to-peer networking and sometimes mentoring going on, it's been extremely beneficial for us. So the conversation we had this week is on spiffs and what is our opinion as showroom owners and managers on spiffs provided by uh, manufacturers to our salespeople. Um, The conversation went in many different directions and I just thought it was so interesting that I wanted to talk about it here. So in general, with SPIFs, and also, are they sales promotion incentive funds or sales promotion incentives for fun? I've never been able to get that worked out. But anyway, (laughs) whether you do a SPIF with one F or two, (laughs) um, some showrooms are okay with them as long as the salesperson does all the work to submit for the SPIF on their own. Um, Of course, a big question here is whether... A showroom might be doing, uh, uh, sorry, a salesperson might be doing the spiff reporting when they're on the clock and are officially supposed to be selling to other customers. So um, it's just kind of, uh, uh, is this worth it or not? I don't know. Am I paying a salesperson just to complete some spiff forms? But I know me as the showroom owner, I don't uh, have the time or bandwidth to do all of the spiff uh, reporting that, you know, needs to be done for them to be, you know, accurately distributed to the staff. So if I'm going to participate in spiffs, I prefer my salespeople to manage the process because I just don't, uh, I don't have the time to deal with that. Um, And they can drive sales when a SPIF program is good. Um, Like if your SPIF is 4% of the, you know, the sales price of a a light fixture or fan, I mean, that's a lot of extra money. Um, And it can be a significant amount of money for a salesperson. It can really, you know, it can be, let's not call it life-changing money, but certainly an really added great incentive um, for selling a product. So and that is what the spiffs for, right? <laughs> for the salespeople to be motivated to sell these goods. So there definitely is a place, and I think that um, it would be, it, if if spiffs are going to exist, it is important that the showroom owners management do some gatekeeping of the spiffs. So to be to for them to really be effective and support the the bigger picture of your whole lighting showroom, you really have to pick and choose the spiffs to participate in there that are advantageous for your showroom. So if there's a manufacturer A um, that has a spiff and my showroom already does a good amount of business with manufacturer A, that's sort of a natural fit. But if manufacturer B comes into my showroom talking about a spiff to my sales team, but for whatever reason, it's not a great fit for my business um, to be selling that particular line, um, 
then yeah, the spiff is sort of useless and I don't really want to be a part of it. And I don't want my salespeople to get all starry-eyed over this extra spiff that doesn't help the greater picture, the showroom. And that's where a lot of the spiff conversation keeps coming back around to is spiffs are only useful insofar as they promote the entire success of the lighting showroom, not just the success of one individual salesperson who is an employee of the lighting showroom. We really need to be promoting the general success of the entire business and all of the employees in that business, not just one or two of them that actually do the sales uh, the sales piece. Is the sales piece critical to the operation? Sure. But I've said before on this podcast, also critical to my operations is my electrician and the warehouse uh, staff that I have. Without them, these people could sell all they want, but we wouldn't have anybody to deliver the product. We wouldn't have anybody to receive the product, to stage orders, to do troubleshooting. And without all that, a lighting showroom isn't a lighting showroom. We are a... hmm, e-commerce player. <laughs> Honestly, um, it, w- it would be a high-priced e-commerce operation, you know, but the value add to a lighting showroom is that we offer all of that and all of those people that support those um, add-ons to our business. The reason why a consumer would come purchase from an independent lighting showroom is because all of this additional service that we provide and that service should also be compensated uh, and rewarded for doing their jobs as well as the salespeople. So it's a little bit of a tricky issue. So show, a lot of showroom owners commented that they believe the spiff should be paid to the showroom directly so that um, we can determine how to pay our staff. So um, like an idea might be um, to either, okay, maybe eliminate the spiff or offer a better inside discount or freight policy to boost the margins. So low showroom margins are really sort of like the bane of our existence. <laughs> There's so many pressures to depress showroom margins, whether it's IMAP holidays, uh, the ridiculous increasing freight charges that everyone's experiencing, not just showrooms, but, you know, it just, the pressure is huge from freight costs. Um, The expectation of many of our customers that they are shopping here and uh, they are entitled to a discount because they, you know, came into a brick and mortar store and you can get discounts online all day, every day. So you, you, Mrs. Brick and Mortar Store, you want my business. I'm sure you'll discount the product for me. There is so much downward pressure on our margins, and perhaps it would be better supporting the industry if we, you know, maybe maybe spiffs didn't exist or the spiff was for the whole store as a total, as some sort of credit or rebate or something that boosted the entire profitability of the operation instead of just rewarding a few individual salespeople. So... It's just the biggest, I think the biggest concern that I saw over and over was, you know, what about the rest of the staff who work just as hard in support of sales, but they just don't get this one particular benefit? So could there be an all-store bonus? Um, 
maybe the spit maybe the spiff just does go to management and they figure out how to deal with it um again i think for me and i've long said this that i would prefer a, a system of maybe a more a la carte system of options from manufacturers where i can pick and choose the options that support my business the most effectively for how my business is set up. Now, do I understand that's a bit cumbersome for doing something a little different for every one of your, you know, 2000 customers that are lighting showrooms? I totally get it. I get that that could be like just a paperwork nightmare. Um, But again, it is a finite number of customers. You don't have millions of customers that this would be the case for. It would just be this finite uh, amount of independent lighting showrooms. And I would prefer uh, to work with my top 10 manufacturers and say, okay, spiffs don't really do it for me. Co-op dollars do less than nothing for me. Um, These are not things that I need to have in my world. Um, I do need great freight policies. I do need an inside discount. And, you know... Um, I do need an, an annual rebate for year over year growth, uh, you know, that goes on to your account. Those are the things that I need to better support my business. And can we uh, just take whatever expense you would estimate for my spiffs or my co-op and roll that into these other benefits that really, you know, better support my showroom. I think I left displays off. You know, I need all my displays at 50% off. Let's just add that to the list. Um, so I would rather have the funds be allocated in a way that, again, better supports my business. Now, not every showroom is going to be like my business. Some showrooms may really, really value a spiff for motivating their salespeople because for whatever reason, maybe they compensate their employees at a higher rate and they don't do bonuses. So the spiffs take the place of a bonus and then therefore they definitely want the spiffs. That's fine. So maybe that's a bigger concern for somebody else and um, and they don't care as much about uh, getting displays at 50% off as I do. So there's some wiggle room there. But I, I, I think it should be more thoughtfully presented to showrooms about what our options are, what the real costs of those programs are to manufacturers. And let's work on a program that benefits us all instead of trying to shoehorn everybody into one business model. And maybe it doesn't have to be quite so a la carte. Maybe it can be option A, B, C, or D. And instead of it being you get this, or if you have more sales, you get to add on this. If you have more sales, you get to add on that. Um, I just think maybe it should be, okay, you know, platform A, you get these things, but you don't get these things. Platform B, you get these things, you don't get these things. And and I think you pick, well, is A, B, C, or D, and the things I get and don't get, which are better for me. And then maybe if you meet some sort of threshold of sales, you get some added perk. Or if you're getting a 1% inside discount on platform A, but then you hit you know six figures in sales, then you get a 2% inside discount, something like that, um, I think would be a strategy that makes much more sense. Just when it comes back to spiffs, most showrooms compensate their staff with a system to reward all the staff based on the profitability of the business. And if you are increasing my profit as a bit, you know, if, if you manufacturers are increasing my profitability as a showroom, then you are rewarding my whole team.
It may not be as linear as you would like from manufacturer direct to salesperson, but it is still existing. And then I can take those funds um, and reinvest them in my business. I can uh, boost my whole bottom line. I, you know, I can do the things that maybe my business needs in that moment more so than it needs to have a uh, $500 spiff paid to one particular salesperson. So I don't know, just throwing some thoughts out here, (laughs) but I would prefer a system where we boost my whole showroom's bottom line and it keep and keep my staff focused and concentrated on what their job responsibility is and leave the responsibility for appropriate compensation to me as the showroom owner. Like that just makes sense to me. Um, But everyone's different. And there's definitely some compromises to be had here. Again, I'm just throwing out all these great ideas that we had in the LSA um, showroom networking group, just because, um, it, it, I was super surprised at all the different ideas and takes on this. And again, some people, it's pretty straightforward. They love the programs as is, no need for change. So I'm not saying that every showroom is advocating for this kind of change to SPIF programs. But I do want to acknowledge that some of us do feel that change is needed in terms of SPIFs or co-ops. And I want us to talk about what some of these ideas are and what some of the issues are in the showroom, perhaps why we don't enjoy the SPIFs as much. And, uh, you know, manufacturers, as you're brainstorming what programs you want to offer us in 2022, maybe you can take some of this input and tweak your programming accordingly. So a lot of us would just prefer to compensate our entire entire team as a whole. We all want engaged, excited salespeople, but we don't want entitled, arrogant ones. And it's definitely a fine line. And we just want to be sure we're treading that line appropriately for all of our staff members. I want all of my team members to be as engaged as my sales team is. I want all of them to have a chance at reward. So in my showroom, I offer all my support staff a biannual bonus. My salespeople get monthly bonuses as a little extra reward to them um, to encourage them in their sales growth and towards their sales goals. But I, my, the rest of my support staff gets a biannual bonus based on the profitability of my store because it is their, their jobs can make or, make or break the profitability of the store. You know, if, I have, if I'm losing product all the time in my warehouse and having to reorder it, well, that is certainly a major hit to my bottom line. So I'm rewarding my warehouse team for doing a great job not losing product. And therefore, we're profitable as a business. Um, and those, again, those positions can can be just as important as the sales staff. Without the sale, with sorry, without the support staff, we really no longer become a lighting showroom. It removes the whole what, what what's the right word cachet <laughs> behind what we are. It removes our whole importance and reason for being in a lot of ways. So. The other, the only other thing that was mentioned that I remember when I started in the industry, I thought this was so weird with spiffs, was that we had to send over as a part of submitting for a spiff all of our customer information via the invoices, and I always had this weird feeling of like, well, you have all of our purchase order history. Clearly, these are sales. So why do I have to prove what customer this went to? 
And it always just had this feeling of like, is whomever I'm submitting this to building up this great big prospect database of previous customers so that they can reach out to them directly uh, for sales or marketing in the future? Like, is that a thing that's going to happen? I don't know. But um, I certainly, uh, the conspirator in me, thinks maybe that's more the case sometimes, especially after um, all these d- this discovery in the podcast episode I did last week about direct-to-consumer sales by a light fixture manufacturer. So I get that there's a an accounting reason for this. You know, I get probably, you know, proving who the salesperson was for uh, the, you know, payment of the spiff and the sales price of the fan. I'd always, or fan or light fixture or whatever it is. Um, like, I'm sure that, you know, a fan might always cost me the same price as a showroom, uh, but I'm, you know depending on the manufacturer's policy, is it always being sold at the same price or was it sold during a, a, a fixture hol- an IMAP holiday and therefore the retail price is less? I understand there's a lot of factors there that I'm sure manufacturers are tra- tracking and that's why they need the invoices. But it did always just seem really strange to me about why why isn't this paid off of our purchase orders? And again, that goes back to, okay, well, maybe the individual spiffs isn't the way to go, but rewarding the whole business based on their sales and increases in sales, maybe that's more the way to go. And uh, a lot of manufacturers do that already. They already have a sales program, you know, that increases that um, gets you a bigger annual rebate with, you know, increased growth year on year. Um, and I think that's a great and wonderful program. How about we put more juice into that? instead of into the spiffs. I don't know. Me as a business owner, I'd be telling these people <laughs> left and right that they have to sell this, this, and this because it is going to boost our our store, our profits. It's going to boost their bonuses. It's going to boost their pay. Um, there's all sorts of reasons why that would might potentially be a better fit for a lighting showroom than the direct-to-sales people incentive. Just some food for thought. As always, would love to hear your feedback. Uh, Let me know anything, your two cents on this topic. Let me know anything I might have missaid or misunderstood. Um, I always appreciate people that have different perspectives and play a different role in our industry, um, giving me constructive feedback on things that I might not be aware of. Um, Like I said at the top of the show, someone did remind me about all the pressures that manufacturers are under in trying to increase their own sales. I totally appreciate that point, and it is well made. Um, So, yeah, let me know what you think. Thank you so much for listening. As always, follow the podcast on Instagram at Light Files. Message me. I'm always here, and I can't wait to hear from you, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Everyone have a great day.